Hey everyone, and welcome to Flightcast. This is an aviation podcast inspired by the mobile flight simulator Infinite Flight, which you can always find in the App Store for Apple devices and on Google Play for Android. I'm your host, Jason Rosewell, and with me as always in the Flightcast virtual studio is Skyhawk Heavy, the illustrious Mr. Mark Denton. Hey Mark. Hey buddy, what's going on? Well, I'm super excited today. I know. I know, and most people are when they actually talk to me, so you're welcome. I'm, I'm happy to do that for you. Thank you, Mark. You took the words right out of my mouth. I know, but... As you do every episode. You talk to me, yeah, but you talk to me almost every day anyway, so... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited because it's a Monday, and we get to do a podcast recording. So, I know. you know, I know. it just it starts the week off right, and... I'm looking outside at blue skies. It's supposed to be thunderstorming right now. It's not, and it's warm, and uh, it's a very, very nice day for April 10th on uh, yes. up here in Canada. Yeah, and it's same here in uh, in Alabama. It's blue skies, sunny. Uh, we have no no rain, no thunderstorms in the forecast whatsoever. So chances are uh, we'll get hit with a thunderstorm this afternoon. Um, but for five minutes, yeah. From well, here it lasts a little bit longer, oh, okay. but for you, man, that's great considering, uh, what, just two weeks ago, y'all had snow melting and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, anything, How was your vacation? anything new? Oh, my vacation. Well, it was fabulous. It was hot, super hot. Um, the, the people before us, for the spring breakers before we arrived in Florida, was uh, they were dealing with cold weather so we were very fortunate at the end of march to have some nice hot weather did disney it was great were you tall enough to ride the kitty rides yes actually <laughs> we all we all were were able to ride all the rides we want except for one my youngest who's just turning seven uh, of course you know yeah. we don't we don't grow him very tall in this family um no. he was just not tall enough to ride uh one of the rides in the in dino land or whatever they call it uh, at Animal Kingdom, but uh, he was okay with that because it looked still looked a bit uh, too intense for him. But I can't believe he's seven already. Uh huh. Yeah, in uh, four four or five weeks, he's seven. He turned seven. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Mark, we had uh, the privilege of watching Sun and Fun from Instagram <laughs> since we yes. weren't there. Unfortunately. Yes. Let's uh, let's put on the, the put that on the bucket list or perhaps the to do list for next year. Yeah, I mean, I've been several times, and especially when I lived down in Clearwater, Florida, which um, is just west of Tampa. But um, Sun and Fun is always amazing. Uh, you're you're there. There's no way anybody could go and ever be disappointed. Um, well, that may be so, and you may have been there several times, but you've never been there with me. Yes, I've never been there with an unaccompanied minor, so that that would definitely be interesting yeah. um, and a lot of fun. But <clears throat> I'll go ahead and let you know, I will not let you sit on my shoulders to watch the planes on the runway. We'll see about uh, we'll that. Have to find some, yeah, we'll have to figure something out for that. But <laughs> no, seriously, man, it, it is so much fun. It's awesome. I mean... All the new aircraft that are debuted there, um, a lot of the the older aircraft, the Warbirds, the Vintage aircraft, um, the Tail Draggers, uh, the Blues are there this year. 
Um, but I also enjoy walking through the hangars and going to each of the, uh, vendors exhibits to the vendors booth mm, okay. uh, and, and seeing, you know, the different things that, uh, are coming out for aviation. Um, my handheld GPS, I bought it last time I went to sun and fun. And so, um, man, it's just, it's always so awesome. However, I will say that I am pushing and pushing and pushing and, and I think it's going to happen, but probably it'll be hopefully for next year. Um, I will be there and you'll probably be there as well. Maybe even Tyler, um, representing infinite flight Ooh, on, so. in a, in a, at a booth. Yeah. Fingers are crossed. And of course, flight cast. I'd like to schedule some interviews. And one of the cool things about seeing everybody at Sun and Fun was there's all these people that you follow on Instagram are all like mm-hmm. hanging out with each other. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think that's a perfect segue to introduce our guest today. How about you? I absolutely agree. All right. So Angela Sells is known to many online as Southern Fly Girl. This aviator, blogger, cancer survivor, aviation photographer, and mother of three is our third guest to join us for our Women in Aviation series. Angela, thank you so much for joining us here on Flightcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, why don't we start by having you tell us how you developed a love for aviation. Where did it start for you? Well, you know... It goes back probably to my childhood, like a lot of people. Um, yeah, I grew up in Pensacola, Florida, home of the Blue Angels, and I got to watch them all the time, fell in love with them. And then I joined the uh, Air Force when I got out of high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I decided I would take that path and see where it took me. And lo and behold, I ended up at the only Air Force base that didn't have a flight line. Oh, so not. <laughs> <laughs> so, how does so that I work? Didn't get to really... <laughs> yeah, how is exactly. that even possible? <laughs> we we uh, stored moon rocks, so yeah. But aside from that, while I was in uh, tech school, um, I Wait, was up at Chevrolet Air Force Base. I'm going to have to stop you right there. Moon rocks? <laughs> yeah, you know, they used to be all secret about that stuff, so they, they stored them underground at the uh, base I was at. So, And I understand that that base is no longer around these days, which is kind of sad, but... You know, what's, well, what's an Air Force base without a flight line? Well, they say moon rocks, but I still have <laughs> doubts as to whether we've been to the moon. Mark and I are in that in that very skeptical camp of, <laughs> of uh, moon landings. Well, I'll have to say I never saw them personally, so we'll uh-huh. just leave it at that. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so sorry to interrupt. Um, it's all good. Uh, uh, c- please continue. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I was stationed up at uh, Shepherd Air Force Base in uh, uh, northern Texas, lower Oklahoma, whatever you want to call it there. And they had, um, you know, a lot of planes coming and going there. And I would sit on the flight line and watch the the C-5s there do touch and goes in the evenings. And it was just a beautiful sight. Just loved it. Um, Learned to identify, you know, the planes from that. Never really thought about flying myself, but always, always loved the planes. Um, you know, and you get busy with life and kids and family and I, it would just never a thought after I got out of the, uh, the air force. And, you know, I hit one of those big O birthdays and I said, you know, I've got, there's a whole lot less life in front of me than behind me. And I want to do something that I've never done before. And I started looking around and found out that, uh, you could take discovery flights 
in the small airplanes. And I was like, there's one just up the road from me, like three miles. And I was like, I didn't even know that airport was there. So I, uh, I, I called them. I said, Hey, can I sign up and do this? And they're like, yeah, come on down. Oh my gosh. From the first time that that plane took off, I just fell in love with it. It was the most amazing thing I have ever experienced. And from that moment on, I've just, it's been nonstop for the last three years, just in love with the aviation, the flying. And I had no idea when I took that discovery flight that I would actually be able to control the plane. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to go up and I'm going to have a flight and it's going to be like a sightseeing tour. But when I took the controls and got to maneuver it around and fly over my house and all the fields up in North Carolina, I was like, this, yeah, this is for me. I'm going to do this. Very cool. So, and that's where it started. Yeah. It's amazing that you were around aviation that much, uh, leading up to this point. And the thought finally crossed your mind after this milestone birthday that, Hey, I should probably try it. (laughs) I know, out of the blue. Trust me, my family was like, you want to do what? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I said, you know, why not? You know, and and like I said, it was just, it was so, it was just so amazing and so refreshing and something that I never experienced. And, And it was something that I wanted to share with other people because I thought, wow, there's a, there's this whole other life with aviation that you don't even know about. You know, I'm, I'm, terribly uh, jealous of young people that are that know at 16 17 that that's what they want to do and they have these careers in aviation oh me too you know (laughs) because they've got their whole it it just opens up a whole world for them and when they're young I mean when you get to be my age and you're like what are you going to do with it and I'm like I just want to experience it you know I want to I want to fly to all these small FBOs around and experience the people and the planes because you find these awesome little planes that they have hangered there that they just fly there and they don't really fly anywhere else. I've seen some awesome, um, you know, older uh, cubs, biplanes, um, just sitting in the hangars and you get to talk to these people. I want to share that with the people that, you know, aren't, aren't as experienced in this world as we are. I want other people to know that this world exists and maybe open up their eyes to it. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's funny. I, speaking of, um, you know, being jealous of, of people that are on their, starting their journey in their teens in aviation. Um, I, I also talked to, um, he flies here locally where I live in Ontario as a seaplane tour pilot. So he's a commercial pilot, but on a, uh, they have an airplane here called the Bushhawk, uh, XP made by a company that was local here before they went out of business and they fly Cessnas as well on floats. And I said, uh, Matt, are you, you know, what's the next step? Is this a stepping stone for you? And he said, no, this is exactly what I want to be doing. I get to, uh, fly small aircraft. I get to do what I love. I don't have to fly long distances, uh, you know, and and just do checklists all the time. I get to experience this beautiful scenery. So it's it's interesting how you see what goals people set for themselves. And I assumed that this was a stepping stone for him, but mm. uh, he just loves flying small planes, and that's where he wants to stay. Yeah, that's something I would like to do once I I finish up things. I'd like to go and get a seaplane rating. I just think that uh, our endorsement and. Try that out for a change. I think that there's a lot of beautiful places that you can take those. 
Yeah, you hear uh, people um, just saying they they fly on floats and then that's all they want to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> how how did you? Let's talk about your uh, PPL. Uh, how did your private pilot journey unfold? Um, well, as it's still unfolding, I'm about three years into it. Um, when I first started out about three years ago, I have had about 50 hours into it whenever I got diagnosed with breast cancer and my journey came to a pause, we'll call it at the time. I didn't know it was going to be a pause, but it took me, oh gosh, about a year and a half to get cleared by the, uh, FAA. And I just got that clearance again at the end of September last year and I waited until the weather was a little bit better in January to start uh, start flying again. And I'm getting I'm getting closer. Uh, I've got my night flying to get behind me and my solo cross country. And then hopefully by summer I'll be taking that check ride and getting that that behind me finally. Awesome. So speaking of that, you're you've been very open online with your uh, battle with breast cancer. So can you share some of that with us? Yeah, I can. You know, it's not something I was really wanting to be open about to begin with. But, you know, when I started the blog, I I really I wanted it to be about the adventure. I wanted people to to know that life isn't over, you know, when you hit those big O birthdays that sometimes it can just be beginning. You know, you get your kids grown and you've got, you know, things that you wanted to do that you couldn't do before. And I wanted I wanted my kids to know that even though they're on a path now, that that can change. You don't, you know, you don't have to think that the path that you have is the one that is going to stay there for you, that life gets busy, you have kids, you, you know, and then you're like, okay, I can do, I can do something else now. So that was kind of where the the blog started. And as, you know, the breast cancer came, it, it was very traumatizing to me. Um, and, and, you know, being so close to, to getting my, my pilot's license at that time, it was devastating. And I thought, how can this happen now? It wasn't that, why me? Because I was I don't think I'm any less deserving than anyone else out there that gets it. And I just wanted to know, how does this happen? Why does this happen? Um, it, and there's no answers out there for that. But once I went through the process, I felt like I needed to share. I needed people to know that you know, what it's like to go through it, the emotion that you hit, the milestones that you can hit, and that you can get through it. And then once you get through it, you can start life again. You know, it's not an end, it's a pause. And that's where I'm about it and trying to share that with people so that they would know there can be life after breast cancer. And I'm, I'm proof of that. You know, it took a long time with FAA. They're, they're a little slow. They kept losing my paperwork, but yeah. I finally got connected with them um, through AOPA. They were very helpful in helping me connect with the right people and being able to um, get that journey going a little bit more. It took a while, but when that finally came, I tell you what, it was the most excited I had been in, two years. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that paper and I was like, all right. And even the FA uh, medical examiner was like, you need to get out and fly. He's like, get off the computer and go fly. I said, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I read your blog post uh, uh, when, whenever you opened your 
the the envelope and how hesitant you were to to read it because you were just actually about to leave for Sun and Fun or uh, sorry a uh, Warbird weekend right in Atlanta I was I was getting ready to leave for Atlanta Warbird weekend yeah um, and it, and so how how did that um, work because you were actually denied and and they were able to add you under some special provision. Right. So I have a, a special me- uh, issuance medical certificate um, with the new changes to the medical uh, that they've done. I'm not really sure how all that's going to affect me. But from what I understand, even people with uh, special issuance medical certificates can uh, continue under that whenever they get that completed. Okay. So it was. Yeah. So for the weekend, it, it you know, I had a whole new outlook on life going into the Atlanta Warbird weekend. I was flying high and I could not have been any more excited. And then, you know, all these other, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Things hit me. I need an instructor. Where am I going to fly? What am I going to do? And, you know, it was it's exciting. And then all of a sudden you're you're nervous because you have to start over again in some respects. And being two years out of it, whenever I started back, I was really afraid that I, I was I was going to forget, OK, how do I fly again? Um, but it was funny because my first flight back, I was nervous but when I started pre-flighting, I was like, this is awesome. I am mm-hmm. back. And this is this is fantastic. And I was a little nervous at first. But you know what? As soon as the plane lifted off the ground and I was back in the air, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like it came back to you pretty quickly? Or do you, do you feel like you did regress a lot in those two years? Um, the flying part, no. The landing part, yes. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, studying Yes and no, um, because I my written expired during that two-year time frame, and so I had to start studying and retake it. So I just got that finished um, last week, week before, um, and, and I've got that behind me again, and I'm so excited. That, that was like such a relief to get the written behind me again so I could focus just on flying. Nice. Well, we I, I'm sorry that it took us until April of 2017 to talk to you because – Mark and I were both at Warbird Weekend uh, this past year. I saw that, and I hate that I missed you guys there. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So we were there with uh, a bunch of other Infinite Flight um, moderators and one of the owners, and we just spent the weekend hanging out together, and uh, it was a a fun weekend, and it would have been cool to, to include you, but, you know, you... You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, it's great to connect with you guys. And and that's, I love the Atlanta Warburg weekend, the way that they do that. Um, such a small venue. It's intimate. Get up close to the planes. That That's one of my favorite places to um, to photograph. Yeah. And you got some <clears throat> great ones for sure. Well, thank and you. And you're right there on the runway, um, which is, that's just awesome to be able to get even closer to the action. Um, instead of just on the flight line. So yeah, it's fantastic. I'll definitely be going back again this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. We'll have to connect at, at, at that one next year or later this year. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, are you going to be making it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we got to do IF mod con 17. So we do Atlanta is yep. the easiest spot for us to do that. I think. It really is. It really is. Well, for you and I especially, because, yeah. yeah. you know, we just stay with Steven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got a friend who lives there who's actually an Infinite Flight moderator as well. So, well, maybe, well, maybe we'll see you there again, or maybe we'll see you next year at Sun and Fun. Who knows? 
Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Sun and Fun is one of my favorites uh, just on the large scale. But there's so much to see and do um, at Sun and Fun. It's one of the things that I think you really do need that whole week so that you can see it all. Mm. I know it's not as big as Osh, but um, it's it's pretty cool. And were you uh, are you planning on going to Oshkosh this year? I'm still trying to work that out. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really want to, but it's one of those things I have to divide my time right now. It's more important for me to finish up my PPL before anything else. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to th- take things a step at a time rather than trying to cram it all in at, at once. So we'll see how it works out. I'd really like to, and I've made some really good connections through photography and through aviation um, to start to understand how to do it. To me, Oshkosh is one of those things that's so overwhelming that if you don't have some kind of direction or guidance, then it's it's just a little overwhelming to figure out how to do Osh is what I call it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, definitely something on the bucket list for sure. That is Oshkosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely on mine. So one of the things um, I thought that I would, you know, you I've got that two-year time frame in there where I couldn't fly in between flying, and that's where the photography started um, picking up and I just wanted to you know tell you that that was how I found my way to stay connected to aviation I was so you know devastated with breast cancer that I thought if I never get to fly again how can I how can I still be a part of this community and that's when I decided to figure out how to use my um, camera off of the uh, automatic mode so while I was home recovering for breast cancer surgery, I took an online uh, class and every day I watched an episode and figured out how to use my camera and practice with it. So whenever I got done um, recovering, I was I started going to the air shows and started photographing the planes and I was I, I really wanted to get some um, figure out how people do these beautiful photographs with sunsets and beautiful skies. Cause I'm like, how do you get access to these? And so that's when I started doing some aviation workshops in Atlanta Warbirds in uh, 2015 was the first year I got to do that. And that's how I, I started learning how to do that with, uh, with a group of uh, friends. Nice. And it, I just, I just found that that was an excellent way to, you know, to stay connected. And it's, it's like the pilot community. Aviation photography is a very small community as well. And it's nice kind of being able to blend those two together. It helps with my blog. It adds to the photography on there. Um, I, I, it's just, it's amazing because at one point I was like, if I never get cleared, am I going to be content with just doing photography? And I, I kept telling myself no in hopes of getting cleared. But then I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying this. And now it's, it, I'm at a point where it's nice to be able to blend both. Um, I, I just love both sides of it. Cause I've had people ask me, well, which do you like more? And I can't say that I like one better than the other, but it is nice to fly with somebody else who can fly because I like to take pictures <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can't fly and take pictures at the same time. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> That's when you need lots of pilot friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or autopilot. <laughs> or, or autopilot, or, yes. Or autopilot, yeah. yeah. Uh, if I could put in a request, uh, I'd love sure. to see more of those long exposure nighttime shots. Oh, yeah. Those, those are, are the favorite. best, and that takes yeah. a lot of uh, 
that takes a lot of practice, but yeah, I love doing that as well. And um, thank you. You you sort of segued us right into uh, photography. So why don't why don't uh, we talk about that for a second? You're like I said, you you're and for those listening, it, it's Instagram dot com slash Southern Fly Girl, or just look up uh, at Southern Fly Girl on Instagram. And do you have any other uh, accounts that you want to show off your photography at while we've got you on the microphone? Uh, I have the blog, which is southernflygirl.com. Okay, so southernflygirl.com, and then your Instagram is, it looks like you spent a lot of time on there, so that's probably a good spot to, to see you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what, let's talk about gear for a second. Uh, what type of camera and, and lenses are you using right now? I have the uh, Canon 70D. Um, most of the time at the air shows, I'm using the uh, Tamron 150 to 600 millimeter lens. And that's that's my standard air show lens, other than just the the standard, um, you know. Uh, oh, just went brain dead. Sorry. The eighteen to fifty five. Thank you. <laughs> that would be the one. <laughs> that's what Mark's here for. <laughs> yeah, pick, pick up my slack. And Angela yeah. is the one that I go to for the advice on cameras. Oh, I don't know that I'm the best person for that, but I can tell you what I've tried and and what works for me. Well, nobody else will talk well, to him, so. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, have you heard of Live Flight for Infinite Flight? Yeah, man. I've used it to track flights and to see which regions and airports are busy before, you know, planning my flight. Right. Well, as you probably know, a new version of Live Flight is now available at liveflightapp.com. This new version is better than ever and has been rebuilt from the ground up. With the new design, more flight stats, a search feature, and airport information, tracking and planning your flight is easier than ever. Oh, man, I know. And now with the new downloadable KML files, you can download your flight data to any Earth browser, such as Google Earth. It's so cool. Absolutely. And if that wasn't enough, you can now subscribe to Live Flight Horizon, a new service for only $1.99 a month that provides real-time, worldwide airport information such as weather, runway data, and charts. It also allows you to search for flights, active ATC frequencies, and airports. And as a Live Flight Horizon subscriber, you'll also get much longer online sessions, and you'll be helping Cam to keep developing and improving this great app. So guys, make sure you head over to liveflightapp.com to give it a try, and also subscribe to Live Flight Horizon. It will make your infinite flight experience so much better. Live Flight is now available in the App Store for iOS. And now, back to the podcast. Cool. So you're using the uh, you got an awesome camera body, and do you have any plans on on uh, expanding your lens collection, or is that are you really happy with that so far? Well, I'm happy with it. I'd like to have an extra uh, Canon body and a couple other lenses, but it's one of those things. I have to divide my funds between. Uh, flight lessons and photography and right now it's going to flight lessons well and as soon as you get into buying things like lenses you're they're not cheap oh Uh, no it's it's, yeah you can put as much money into them as you want to that's for sure but it you know and it's one of those things that you get around other people and other photographers and they have these massive cameras and these massive lenses and what i've learned at the workshops is Use what you have. The best camera that you have is what you have with you. And it doesn't matter what that is. It captures the moment that you want. Nice. So I try to tell myself I'm okay with just what I have. <laughs> Mark, you need to repeat well, you that as to, your mantra. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, the iPhone camera just doesn't cut it. And then the little white uh, pocket camera I use, um, you know, is 
Well, you know, when you're six, five and 200 and too much, and you're carrying around uh, a, a camera to try to take, uh, you know, aviation photography or try to do aviation photography and the camera is smaller than your hand, number one, you're, <laughs> you're going to drop it. Uh, two, the lens just doesn't reach out there and grab anything unless you're like right up on it. Um, when I did those pictures of the uh, Delta A321 a couple weeks ago after uh, they took delivery, I mean, I was just fortunate uh, to know the people over at Signature Flight to where I could get out on the ramp, uh, essentially right next to the taxiway and runway, which is the only reason I was able to get that close. But hey, connections um, help for getting close. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, um, that's going to be my next purchase for sure is, is the camera and, and, and Jason, I've talked to you and Angela knows, you know, I've got the camera narrowed down now. It's just the lens. And so I don't know. I don't well, know. and that's where I said, you know, try renting a couple of different ones and get a feel for what you like, because that's what I did in the beginning. Um, rent them, check them out in an air show. And a lot of times the, the photo companies, um, the local photo shops will use uh, your rental fees towards the purchase. If you decide that you want to uh, buy one from them. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. That was the yeah, same advice so. that, uh, we had, uh, Jan Yazinski on the show, uh, photo Jan from, uh, Instagram. And, uh, he, he said the exact same thing. Um, yeah. definitely go out and rent. Um, rental costs really, I looked into it. They're really not that much. And, uh, you know, you could, you can, at least up here, you can do, uh, a nice telephoto lens for taking pictures of airplanes for 60 bucks for an entire week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh really? That's right. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. fairly reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that one that he told us, uh, that he used? It was, um, like a $20,000 lens or something like oh, that. Oh, he rented one that where the retail price was, yeah, in the tens of thousands, the 15. Yeah, right? it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It was like a thousand or a 1200 millimeter or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so, Angela, the goal of our Women in Aviation series really is to celebrate and highlight some of the women that are doing really cool things in the industry and just in general aviation, but just also to find cool people that share a passion for flying and your passion is so obvious as people i really encourage people to read angela's blog it's um it's a it's a great read there's tons of emotion behind your writing um and you talk about uh your bucket list often so what what's left on your bucket list when it comes to flying i mean obviously the the ppl is right at the forefront and you can probably taste it it's so close um, and then meeting me that's on the bucket list of course you've checked that <laughs> off uh virtually virtually anyways um so what's next <laughs> well thank you um you know it's funny uh thinking about that and and talking about the blog when i got breast cancer while going through that i decided that i didn't want to wait regardless of how i was feeling how things were going so i did some of those things that i really wanted to do i i flew in the waco biplane uh when i was up at the warbirds over the beach in virginia beach uh, took that uh, flight over the beach. Um, I recently just went up in a tail dragger for the first time. And I have to tell you, that was the most fun I've had in an airplane yet. Um, I have an awesome instructor and he took me up and uh, got me into some unusual attitudes. We got to do some spin recovery training. It's something I've been dying to do. I just thought that that would be fantastic. 
And it was. It was everything I thought it was. I got down and I said, that's my first endorsement I want as soon as I get my PPL. (laughs) And that was in the champ. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is the Aronka champ was the airplane my grandfather was flying when he crashed and actually that that crash took his life um and i was only two years old so i I didn't really i didn't really get to know him um but yeah he owned a a piper cub um on floats for a very long time uh the registration of which i have tattooed on my arm (laughs) and so uh but it was an aronka champ so when i saw your your blog post i was like oh man Wow. It's, you know, it makes things, it just make it, there's those connect little connections that you make. Um, mm-hmm. and there's emotional connections sometimes. So it's like, yeah. man, it, it sort of just hits you a little bit, uh, more than it otherwise would if you had said, you know, I did some tail dragger training in a, a cub or whatever. Right. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, so yeah, very, very cool. And so you, you're, you did the tail dragger and, uh, then I cut you off. You, so what's, what's, oh, what's left for you going forward? Well, you know, one of the other things that I did that was on my bucket list was to uh, fly in a helicopter. I had never did, uh, I had never got a chance to do that. And when I went out to visit, my oldest son is stationed in Phoenix. And I decided to go up to Sedona and take a helicopter flight out over the gorgeous desert up there. Doors off, photographer's um, ship. And it was unbelievable. It was absolutely probably. It was just so unique. That's just something that I think that I would like to try at some point um, after flying in one, uh, just as a, you know, an observer, I would like to get some hours in a helicopter. So that that's on the bucket list. And I think I want to do some skydiving at least once. I've got to try it. You know, it's just one of those things. Nice. Yes, uh, I want to fly a plane, but why not jump out of one, too? Amen to that. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find me a Humvee sheet so I can go skydiving myself. (laughs) You know, I I do have lots of of goals, and it's really funny because prior to starting to fly, you know, I tell people I kind of had forgotten that I could dream. You know, I didn't have. You feel like over a certain age that do you still set those kind of goals? Do you still you know, can you still have adventure? And my answer is yes, you can. Um, because one of the first things that I decided I wanted to do once I get my, uh, PPL is I want to go Island hop from the Virginia coast down through North Carolina and, and just write about and photograph those areas out along the coast. And then I want to come back in and, uh, go and talk and photograph, uh, some of the smaller places and, and I want to share that with people. I, I want them to know that, you know, these wonderful little places exist, especially the places that have, you know, the hundred ham, $100 hamburger runs um, or $100 barbecue plate run. That's for you, Mark. <laughs> In North Carolina. In North Carolina. That's right. <laughs> and you got to do first flight. You got to yes. do first flight airport. Yes, absolutely. That's that's on the list as well. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, to be able to uh, photograph all these awesome places along the, the beautiful, uh, the beautiful coast of North Carolina, uh, you know, you're going to need a safety pilot for that. So we just need to schedule the time. (laughs) Absolutely. There's Mark being bashful again. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I love hearing these stories and, and how, what you, you know, aspire to 
to do in the future. So uh, thank you for sharing all of that with us. Um, if you could give any advice to aspiring pilots, especially those of us <clears throat> uh, who might be past our career pilot phase, uh, what would it be? Well, I think that probably the thing for me, um, it, well, sorry, <laughs> trying to think about how to put that. Well, for people like me, you know, you reach a point, your kids are older, you're grown. Sometimes by the time they're out of the house, you have a little bit more, you know, money to spend than you did when all the kids were home. And being able to, you know, do something you've never done before, you know, it's don't think that you can't do it. You know, you can always, uh, you know, find the time. Even if, if you're older, whenever you're having like me, it doesn't mean you have to look at it as a career. Do it for fun. Do it as a hobby. Do it to take your family somewhere. Um, you know, there's there's just so much more you you can um, you do if you open up your mind to it. Mm. Very cool. Uh, so, what have been some of your favorite airplanes to uh, photograph? You you talked about the SR seventy one on your blog. What, oh, what drew yeah. you to that? <laughs> Well, I loved SR-71. When I was in the Air Force, I got to uh, see it on its retirement flight back in the early 80s. And I remember they tuned into um, the plane, and it was over New York, and we were in San Antonio, Texas. And it was over Texas in no time. I mean, that thing was so fast and so amazing. I was just blown away by it. So that was it's my on, first encounter with final. it. It's yeah. on final over New York into Texas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that that just, um, and just the shape of it, the beauty of it, the history behind it, and to think that in the 80s, that plane was already 20 years old. And I just think that it, it's just one of the, the most amazing planes that they've ever built. You know, it still holds... Um, several records but let's see my favorite planes to photograph you know i love the old warbirds um there's just something about them they have so much character so much history uh they they're just beautiful they have texture you know you see the rivets on them you you see the beautiful paintings that they have on them the schemes the the colors and to me they just they just roll of history across them. And I just love it because to me, I always want to photograph them. I always tell people when I'm writing on my blog that it's, they're talking to me, you know, because I want to go, what have you seen? Where have you been? The and bird whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose but you know, they, they do, they're rich with history and what they've they gone are. through to restore these planes, to bring them back to life for us to be able to see them. Uh, and the privilege of being able to photograph them is something that I don't, I don't take for granted. Um, and I also know from experience recently that they may not be around tomorrow. Um, one of my favorite uh, T6 planes, um, it was a highly modified Super 6, just crashed in North Carolina, and it's gone forever. You know, and and you just don't know when something's going to happen and they're not going to be here. 
So I feel like I have a personal responsibility when I photograph these to show the beauty of them to preserve it for the next generation. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Warbirds are my favorite as well. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to sit there and to be able to take pictures of these aircraft that are they're They're so they're so old as far as the years that they've, they've been flying. But like you said, the history that, that they carry with them, um, and you have to wonder, you know, where, where has this warbird been, you know, what kind of action has it seen? Um, but then the thing that I love is when they're flying and you just hear that sound, um, of those, of those, uh, engines. So it's, I don't, it's, they're just distinct, very distinct sounds. Yeah. Nothing like the, the purr of a Merlin engine. (laughs) Well, if you're a P-51 fan. Yeah, well, then there's but, also the, the lovely Corsairs as well. But That's right, the Corsair, the whistling death. <laughs> that bent wing beauty is something to see in the here in the sky, that's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think um, probably one of my favorite venues for that, and I don't know if you guys have been up there, is the Warbirds over the beach at the Military Aviation Museum. If you haven't been there, that's definitely an awesome spot to hit. It's a grass strip. Um, and some of my favorite shots have come from from that venue. Where's that at? Uh, Virginia Beach. I, I, no, I've never been to that. Oh, you definitely. There's so many that there. I want to go to. <laughs> so many I want to go to. Well, the unique thing about theirs is all of the ones that they have in their museum there fly. So they have everything back from the original um, planes, uh, like the Wright Brothers flew, to your more modern P-51s, Corsairs, everything in between. So it's fantastic. That's awesome. I'll definitely have to. Jason, you might want to write that down. we got to put that on the list. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Uh, And you know what? Actually, guys, I want to, before we wrap up today, I want to give a little shout out to Boeing 777X on the community forum who did ask about uh, what photography equipment um, Angela was using. So we've answered that before we get to our community questions already. And um, why don't we ask a couple more? Mark, I'm not sure if you have any standing by from our IFATC team on Slack, but I'm going to I'm gonna uh, ask, start by asking Mix56Awesome from the Infinite Flight Community Forum is wondering if you've used Infinite Flight yet. I have not, but I have looked it up and I have been checking it out and since I just finished up between studying for my written exam and been flying and working and all of that I haven't had a chance to do it but that's one of the first things I'm going to do this week now that I have some time check it out and use it well make sure you uh, hassle Mark because he can hook you up with a a live subscription and we can uh, go fly somewhere together well that would be fantastic Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's just a that's just a little bonus for being on Flightcast. Awesome, thank yeah. you. Um, let's see here. Uh, well, we've already actually asked uh, a question from Jet Airways nine nine five as well, and that was uh, out of the many you've spotted. What wouldn't would you rate the best? And uh, and uh, again, any any time spent on your blog, uh, one would understand that you love seeing the uh, sr-71 and then you've mentioned a few other ones um mark anything from slack 
Uh, nothing from Slack other than the one from Tyler. That's not really worth mentioning, to be honest with you. But I, I sent <laughs> well, you, the you know text what? I'll, I'll mention uh, the the reason why Tyler asked this question, um, and that is that uh, Mark, you did a little uh, logo up for Southern Fly Girl, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to give it up to to Mark. I had been in need of a logo and I didn't ask at all. And he was so gracious to design the most absolutely perfect logo I could ask for. Oh, it is. It's absolutely yeah. perfect. Way to go, Mark. And, and ended up with two of my favorite thing. colors, black and pink. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you liked it. And, and what was so nice about it was he incorporated uh, the breast cancer along with just the, the aviation, he just kind of brought it all together for me in such a way that was just very beautiful. Well, so I appreciate that more than he'll know. You know, I, well, I, I'm uh, glad you liked it. I love seeing, I love hearing Mark's voice in a rare moment of actual humility. <laughs> it's rare. Uh, and before Mark can respond to that, I'm just going to move on here. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I love Angela, how you've been able to be so transparent with us and talk about your, um, uh, well, your fight with cancer, but also what that meant for you as an aviator at this stage in your life. And, um, so thank you for being so transparent. I, I recently was at a, uh, my son read a speech in front of, um, he's in fourth grade or grade four, as we say here in Canada. And he one for his class so he got to read his speech with other schools at the at our high school here locally and um we had a blast i was way way more nervous than he was but there was another <laughs> presenter who talked about a little bit older than my my son who's 10 almost 10 uh who talked about it was very clear at the start of her speech that it was about her mother who was her hero and her battle with breast cancer and i thought as soon as she started i thought Oh, this better not get too serious or I'm going to lose it right here in front of everybody. And uh, she didn't she didn't get super serious, but she talked about how her family and those who were around her mom included her in all of the doctor's appointments. And they were just very she said and as a as as a child saying this, she said it was so nice to be included, even though some of the things were hard to hear. She was. She felt like she was a part of the process, and that helped her deal with a lot of the feelings that she otherwise might not know how to deal with. And so I like hearing stories like yours because it, my mind kind of goes back to that, and it says, you know, so many of us, if we haven't gone through it already, are going to, whether it's our own experience or whether it's someone very close to us. Just to be able to hear from you being so honest and transparent about your uh your struggles with that and how they affected you. I think it's just nice that we can, um, you know, you've clearly talked about this a lot and that helped you, you know, maintain your composure and, and just tell us like it is. And, uh, you know, cancer is horrible and nobody likes it. And, uh, it would be nice if someday it didn't exist, but until then it does. And, um, I just want to thank you again for sharing with us. Oh, thank you. I think it's important for, you know, people to know, because at the time that I was going through it, I didn't, I didn't know anybody that had had it. Nobody in my family had had it. No one that was around me had. And I didn't know who to talk to, didn't have anybody to talk to about it. So, you know, the struggles were real. And 
you know, like you, you were talking about the, the child that went through it. I, I did the same thing. You know, my youngest is, is 12 now and I made sure he was a part of that and understood because it was extremely emotional for the entire family. Yeah. And I think if you don't help them along, then they don't understand how to deal with it either. You know, why is mommy sad? Why is, you know, what's going to happen? Is she going to die? And, you know, we don't know those answers, but if you, you go through it together, um, then, you know, you find strength in that. And I think I have found healing in sharing my story and being able to share it with others. Um, you know, I want people to know I'm, I'm here. If somebody wants to talk about it, absolutely. I, you know, I will definitely be a cheerleader. Awesome. Well, we will certainly share your story uh, via this podcast um, with all of our listeners, and uh, you can feel free to do the same with your your Instagram viewers if you like. Uh, Absolutely. Angela, is there anything you wanted to add before we wrapped up today? I can't think of anything else. It's been awesome uh, hanging out with you guys and and getting to meet you virtually. Uh, Likewise. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thanks so much. It's been great. Everyone, don't forget to check out Flight Cast Cafe for more of this episode from the before and after and uh, some unedited stuff as well. That's our show. Thanks again to Southern Fly Girl Angela Sells for being with us today. You can read more about Angela's story at southernflygirl.com and definitely throw a follow her way on Instagram at southernflygirl. Thanks as always for listening, and if you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. For more of the podcast, please visit our website and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. You can find us on social media at Flightcast Audio. Flightcast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. To cover the fine print, Flightcast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. Thanks for listening, and happy landings.